Church family, welcome to Daily Hope. We are in Philippians chapter 1. And so with this Daily Hope, I'm launching us into the entire uh, book of Philippians. And I want to just focus us around a particular theme that's going to be interwoven throughout the entire letter. And that is the, the theme of community. One of the most important things that Paul strives to do through his letter to the church in Philippi is to encourage and motivate them towards unity and working on their relationship together in a spirit of love and being, as he puts it, of one mind and heart. And so by reading Philippians, we learn a lot, not just about Paul. We learn a lot about God and a lot about what it means to follow Jesus, but we also learn a lot about this miraculous new thing called the church. The church is the name given to this radical new community of Jesus followers. This whole letter is not written to an individual like you or to me, but to a community of people. And it's so important for us as we seek to understand what Paul is saying, that we understand its context. Without understanding its context, it's almost impossible to really capture the full weight of everything he's saying. For example, in the first 11 verses, Paul uses the word you or your 11 times. Now, in every one of these cases, it is in the plural. Paul's not writing to you as in a singular person. He's writing, as he says in verse 1, to all God's holy people in Christ Jesus at Philippi, together. Now, that's the key word, together with the overseers and deacons. So seeing ourselves not merely as individuals, but as members of a larger community is essential to our growth and our maturity in Christ. The church is like the soil, okay, in which the individual Christian grows. You take the Christian out of the, out of the community, it's like taking a tree out of its soil. Without any place of nourishment for its roots, it will die. It is essential and indissoluble context of an authentic Christian life. So everything we hope for in Christ is actually made possible to us through the medium of the community of faith. Now, what do we learn about the church in this chapter? I just want to highlight three things for us right now. Number one, the church has structure and leadership. It's not just a random gathering of people who want to hang out and do a Bible study. Okay, that is not really church. Let's go, if you go back to verse one, Paul mentions overseers and deacons. And what that reveals is that the church has a structure, it has organization, and it has leadership. No matter how organic you want to get in your vision of church, it's going to have to have structure, organization, and leadership, much like the human body. The human body is an organic thing, but it is very structured, it's organized, and it has a hierarchy of of system function that allows the whole body to work together. Okay, you have the executive function, right? You have the circulatory function, the neurological system of your body. You have the pulmonary system. You have all these different systems that work together with their different functions. Okay, so that's structure and leadership. Number two, the church has a purpose. Structure and purpose. Verse 27, Paul writes, I will know that you stand firm in the one spirit, striving together. There's that word again, together. Striving together as one for the faith of the gospel without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. This means we have a purpose of 
striving together to make the gospel known to other people. It's not just about holding on to our faith. It's about making it known. And we see that with Paul as he talks about his own experience in prison. Or, but because of his boldness in prison, he writes, And because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. There's that purpose. There's that mission that even in prison, they are sharing. And again, now lastly, the third. So it's structure and leadership. Number two, purpose. Number three, the church is where we are transformed. Verse nine, and this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. We mature in our love only by being in community with other believers as we strive together and suffer together, as he puts it, rejoice together, and as we struggle together for the sake of Jesus and his gospel. So let the Spirit renew your joy and commitment to the church, which is Christ's body, the light of the world. The church is your people, your family for eternity. God bless you. Have a great week.